the thing about me is like when I go through shit experiences, I don't get sad, I get pissed off. Oh, yeah. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of Just One. Today we're drinking Just One tall can of Stella. I'm taking it back to my favorites. It's not very exciting, but it is delicious. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. Taste test, even though we've done it before. Crisp as ever. We love a nice crisp. Stella. Doesn't disappoint. Okay, guys, we are switching gears this week. We're super excited because we have our first guest. It's only right for episode 10. In our house studio today, we are with Michelle Serna, TikToker, TED Talker, equestrian, um, past beauty queen. We're super excited to get into it. So, Michelle, go ahead and intro yourself and tell us what you're drinking tonight. So, I have just one glass of the Sauve Blanc from Whitehall Lane in my uh, gummy bear mug. And I actually, I did my Albanese one because it's from like Indiana. So I was like, this is in theme. This is in theme. But yeah, I mean, you kind of touched on the topic. I recently, a TikToker, um, always a horse girl, uh, kind of a tech person as well, uh, startup founder and CEO now, and just problematic bitch on the internet. Like it's, it's, it's ever evolving. A woman who does it all. Yeah, truly. Tell us a little more about where you started with your little influencing career. I mean, so in terms of the TikToking, that really is like the newest theme in my life. Um, I've been on TikTok for a couple of years, um, but it wasn't until about June of last year that I kind of started getting more traction. I had 10,000 followers in June of last year. And then as of today, I have 318,000. So it's been kind of a quick growth. (laughs) Um, yeah. And honestly, like my TikTok theme at first was just making horse videos. So like I've been a long time horse girl. My parents were professionals in the industry. I grew up doing this. Um, I never truly stepped away. So even when I was living in San Francisco, working in tech, I was always riding horses competitively or riding horses professionally. Um, and we moved back to California for me to take on, you know, another kind of professional adventure in the horse world. But I was also working um, in tech at the time, full time at a startup company, running their US product organization. And I just started talking more about like, making six figures as a young woman and working remote and like riding horses and kind of just doing my thing and doing things the non-traditional route. And sure enough, it kind of started to take off and people started following me. And then I got fired from that job, which was a main theme. I got fired because of TikTok. uh, And I had about 90,000 followers at that point. That was in September of last year. And then just since then, it's been a steady increase of me just talking online. Yeah, that's pretty exponential growth in like a pretty short time. I knew that when you got fired, that gained a lot of traction and there was like companies picked up on that and wrote articles about you like yahoo.com, insider, there was multiple articles about this. Yeah. Where it like Yeah, People magazine picked it up. Yeah. So I got it like at first, the first couple interviews, honestly, 
uh, weren't even interviews. Like these people had just like watched my TikToks and then like written articles about it. One of them was that Insider did do an article with me that I did an interview with them. And then Yahoo picked it up. And like the Yahoo video was a big turning point because the Yahoo video, the Yahoo article came out. And when I tell you like the Yahoo comments, I've been like read to filth on the internet before. Like I'm not new to the internet because I did the TED Talks thing and the Teen Vogue thing in high school, which we can like touch on later. But like I'm not new to being read to filth on the internet. But like the Yahoo comments, somebody sent me the article and was like, hey, have you seen this? Don't read the comments. And I was like, well, I'm going to read the fucking comments. Like obviously I'm going to read the comments. And I literally just like the most like vile, insane, like people just fucking hated me, hated me. And so I made the video um, where I like screenshotted a bunch of comments and I made a TikTok video and it was like people on the internet say mean shit to me. And I was just like reading the comments and like being like, well, like not wrong. Or like one of the articles was like, oh, she's going to like, they were trying to offend me, but they were like, oh, she's going to be a cam girl now. And I was like, well, like, Thanks for like thinking I'm hot enough to like do that. Like that's, you know, so kind of you. Um, and it just like, I posted it. Like I literally recorded it in one foul swoop. That's a thing to know about my TikToks. Everything that I post, I record it in one take and upload it. Like if it's shit, it's shit. If it's good, it's good. Um, and it just like blew up. Like I think it had like 600,000 views in the first like two hours. And then it ended up, I think it's at like 3.6 million now. And that, like, I gained a lot of followers from that. I gained, like, I think, like, 40,000 or 50,000 followers, like, basically overnight. Wow. That's crazy. That's, like, catapulting into even more of the public eye. Yeah. It was, like, it almost, though, was, like, my unleashing moment. I've always been somebody who I'm not afraid of just, like, saying whatever I want. Like, I've all, I've always been that way. I've always gotten in trouble for my mouth. I've always, you know, like, been told, like, even when I was working corporate, working startups, people would be like, you really got to learn how to, like, wrangle it in. But that was just my, like, like, fuck it. Like, I already got fired. What, what are they going to do? Fire me again? Like, what's, what are people going to do? Um, and I just started posting, like, just everything like just to kind of like a tell all like I mean it's an inside look at my daily life like my thoughts surrounding things and yeah it's just kind of like taken off since then it's yeah it's almost like bizarre at the same time though like that people follow me it's hilarious to me how do you think that you have like been able to mitigate the negativity like you said I mean you obviously sound like you have a great um, viewpoint on these people and also like if people are taking the time to hate someone they don't know on the internet like that says a lot but how do you not let it get to you and not let it deter yeah. your content I think the one thing to like understand when you get hate online from just like random strangers right that's like what hurts you're like these people don't even know me and like they're judging my character and they fucking hate me they don't hate you You're not even like a, I'm not a real person to these people. If I was a real person, like they would find some sort of humanity in themselves to be like, okay, she's just a normal person. But people have to pick shit to be mad at, right? Like that's just who we are. And so, you know, I always think whenever people write just like the most insane, vile things about me, I go, if I met that bitch in a bathroom bar, she would like me. She would like me. We would be friends. We would be friends. We would be buddies. 
But like, you know, so I'm always like, it's not personal. Like, even if I saw somebody on the street who I like know for sure was like, you're a fat piece of shit in my comments, because like, I, I genuinely get that. I would not be like, I wouldn't be mad. I mean, I'd just be like, it sucks that you're like mean on the internet, but I get it. Everybody has to have their outlet. So as long as you're being mean to me, you know, somebody that's like, okay, you know, I have this ability when people say crazy things to me, I'm like, that's like a you thing. It's not a me thing. You know what I mean? People don't, people don't hate me. They hate the idea of me. They hate kind of, and everybody hates, you know, the people that are a little bit different than them. Or, you know, I think for a lot of people, a lot of the comments that I get from people are like, wow, I wish I could just like say this shit. I'm like, you can, you just have to be willing to, to face the repercussions of it. And sometimes the repercussions are that people don't like you. Yep. You sold your soul as we always say. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) So once you were fired, were you like, okay, I need to find another corporate job or where did you go from there? So in the like immediate aftermath of my firing, it was about four minutes of time. I am not even kidding you. I (laughs) sobbed. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do at this? And I was also just like, you idiot. Like, let's be honest. Like, that was stupid, right? Like, I made a stupid mistake. I even saw the tweet today, like, where I, like, literally posted a photo that morning of, like, my spilt coffee. All of it. Yeah, for those that don't know, the video that got me fired was that I was in a stand-up meeting at 4.30 in the morning because I was working for a UK company. I had made my cup of coffee in my Keurig, and I didn't realize that I never put the cup underneath my Keurig. So I just like got up from my stand up, you know, cause everybody walks away from meetings. You're a liar. If you say you don't, you're a liar. <laughs> I, like I would give anybody a million dollars if they told me they've ever listened to every single thing anybody has ever said in a meeting. It's a lie. So I get up, like go get my coffee. And I'm like, Oh my fucking, like this sucks. And so just being me, I took, I'm not even kidding. It was like a 17 second video where I like showed the coffee and then I just turned the camera around on my face and I was like, fuck. And I posted it. That was it. Like not a hashtag geolocation, nothing. But they could, that was the video. And you could hear my C, my CPO, um, in the background talking and that was it. Like, I don't even know what they were talking about. And yeah, they called me into a meeting with HR like the next day, like literally 30 hours later. And they were just like, it was very cut and clean. They were like, this is gross negligence. And like, we are firing you. And I was like, well, that sucks. I, and I remember being like, well, it was great working with you guys. Like, what, what was I supposed to say? Um, I came downstairs. I told Kevin, I'm like, I just got fired. And he's like, what? I'm like, they just fired me. And I like fell apart for four minutes. And then we're sitting on the couch and I look at him and I'm like, you might hate me when I say this. I said, I have never felt so relieved in my life. I was like, I was like, this is fucking amazing. I don't have to log on tomorrow. And, you know, I want to like, I'll acknowledge the fact that like, that having that standpoint, being able to have that standpoint when you're losing a job that pays you a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. Like I, I don't lose the reality that that's like a very privileged take. Um, but you know, I I was like, like fuck the money. Like I finally just, I was like, I'm miserable, you know, like as much as I loved working in telemedicine and like 
loved the paycheck. You know, I'll be honest. I was just like not. I, I was just not happy. I don't like. I don't like working for other people. I don't like uh, having to monitor myself. I don't. You know what I mean? Like I was kind of like, this is stupid. Like I have so much talent, and I'm like wasting it. Um, you know contributing to the corruption of, of the medical world. Um, and yeah, so I was like, I had this idea for bridal, my now startup company, um, you know, for a long time. And I was like, well, like, fuck it. I guess like, I'm going to do that. Cause what am I supposed to do? Get another job. Like and tell them I got fired. That's embarrassing. Um, and yeah, I like, called up my two co-founders. I was like, Hey, like, I know we've been talking about this thing. We've kind of troubleshooted it a bit in COVID. I was like, let's like do it. And they were like, finally, you know, like she's come to her senses. And so, yeah, it's kind of just been, it's been coasting that since, I mean, there's been moments where I've been like, wow. Like remember when you used to make all that money and it was like fucking fantastic and everything was easy and great. Um, and you were going to buy a house. Yeah. Um, but now it's kind of just like, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. Like what I can't change it, you know? So why waste time being upset about it? Right. Right. That's yeah. a really good – yeah, really – you're like the poster child for rejection is redirection. <laughs> yeah, like it, like it's like, okay, I mean, on to the next thing. You know, if there's like anything I know about myself, it's like I always figure it out. Always figure it out. There might be like some weird – like the my entire life is like upward trend, downward trend. Stabilize yourself, downward trend. Like it's always – nothing about me is like easy, smooth sailing. Constant roller coaster constant yeah well I want to circle back a little bit to like the origin that kind of like brought you I guess on a public stage you could say um as the TED talk and talk about the topic that you talked about in that talk and how you got to the place where you were asked to give that talk in front of such a wide scale of people yeah that really is like the true origin story to to everything that I've like experienced in my adult life. Cause like, I'll be honest, if I hadn't done that, I would probably like still be living in aromas, like riding horses. Like, um, so yeah, when I, so I, I grew up rodeoing. I was, I grew up very involved in horses. Like the broke ass horse girl part of me is, is very true. I'm like a through and through horse girl. It's just kind of swallowed my entire life. And in rodeo, there's like, a rodeo queen and, and it's it's a normal like beauty pageant except like the girls wear like cowboy hats with a crown on it and like leather dresses with fringe it's like super sick super cool whatever so when I was a freshman in high school I like got this like rad idea I was like I am gonna be a rodeo queen and my parents were like dude like you're like so like anti-rodeo queen they were like take like take this into consideration for a moment and I was like no I'm gonna like I'm gonna fucking do it um and so I do it did it and I like won my like local rodeo queen pageant so that I could go to the state level and like shit started to like unwind for me uh because I was so like I know tons about rodeo and I love horses like why couldn't I do this and like I never took into consideration I was like you're a little brown girl and like I wasn't even little though I think I was well I was I was like a fucking size eight or ten okay like let's put this into the mind I'm not that today and um it was just like a shit it was a bad experience like it was not good I mean I had a hard time being a rodeo queen like I'm not really a minder p's and q's type um but like I really it was like for the first time ever I faced people being like hey you're fat and I was like, oh my God, they're right. And it was just like, I mean, I was like 15, right? That's like the most crucial time for a young woman 
And like, I was like, yeah, literally. Like I had a, like somebody's mother be like, you know, you're very pretty, but like, you are not queen pretty. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? But it was just like a shit experience. But like the thing about me is like, when I go through shit experiences, I don't get sad. I get pissed off. Like I'm that type of person. I'm like, fuck you. you. Like, yeah. Like, (laughs) yeah. Like I'm just like, you know what? Like, you don't like me. Well, I'm going to not like you times four type of person. And (laughs) so I started and writing has always been really cathartic for me. Um, writing and talking. I'm like a wordy person. So I started this blog called sincerely. I'm not sorry, which mind you, I'm like 15, 16 years old at the time. And I just start writing these like thought pieces about like all the shit that I didn't think I should have to apologize for. Like, you know, just like being a size eight, 15 year old, or, you know, like fucking not wearing makeup, like just shit that women shouldn't have to apologize for things that we're still dealing with today. Right. Cause that's just how the world treats women. And it like did well, like I was getting like thousands of reads. And then one month it was a couple hundred thousand reads and like every little thought piece, I would just sign it off as sincerely. I'm not sorry. And like, it was like completely anonymous. Right. I was like, I, felt like I was so, you know, dark and mysterious and shit. And like, meanwhile, I'm sitting in my bedroom, like in the middle of nowhere. Um, gossip girl. It's yeah. It's like, I was so dramatic. <laughs> I was so like, I am the moment. Like, so- yeah, I really was like, here I am like penning and I'm like drinking a cup of tea, but like, I'm just like some fucking kid. <laughs> and basically the, like the TEDx San Francisco kind of team was like, Hey, like, what the fuck is this? Like, and they emailed me thinking probably that I like, I'm an adult and they're like, do you want to give a talk? And I'm like, hell yeah, I want to give a talk. And the guy's like, okay, like let's get dinner in San Francisco. And like, let's talk about this. I'm like, say less time date. When do you want me there? I go to my mom. I'm like, I need a ride. She's like, to where? I'm like, San Francisco, like this Wednesday, six o'clock. She's like, you're getting sex trafficked. She's like, there's no way. Yeah. Like immediate. She's not like, oh my God, like my kid's a fucking superstar. She's like, this kid is getting herself trafficked, like for certainty. Um, And we go and like, of course it's real. Uh, And um, like, you know, 10 months later, I spoke at TEDx San Francisco and there was like 3000 people in the audience. And I was one of the last talks of the day. And I'm like 16 and pip squeaky, but talking about beauty and and image and, you know, how truly what you look like, sorry, does ultimately impact where you end up in life and how fucked up it was. And, um, you know, it was, it was like a great day. It was like, I got a, a standing ovation and there was lots of people there that had podcasts and magazines that they worked for. And it kind of just like, took off like it was like that truly like my career and where I am now started that day when I was 16 and it's just kind of been I've yeah I've been skating ever since that's incredible that is so cool Wow. Yeah, it was bizarre. That's a big stage for a 16 year old who's never done <laughs> yes. something like that and you were so I, on there. yeah I say, I so like I think in the moment I know I was nervous. Um, you know, I, 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 but there's like, I don't know what it is, but like people don't scare me. Like it just, it, it just doesn't scare me. I think I, I think I learned like a long time ago and maybe it's like the horse girl in me or like maybe it was this experience doing Ted, but like nobody gives a fuck. 
nobody cares. Like nobody cares as deeply as you think they do. Like look at the crazy shit that's happening. Look at Selena Gomez and Hailey Bieber. It's like the biggest, they're getting just fucking ripped to shreds. Next week, nobody's going to give a shit. Nobody's going to care. Like that's not going to be in the history books. Um, And so I like learned a long time ago, like, you know, if you get up there and then you just like completely fuck it, people are going to talk about it for like a day. And then they're like, okay, anyway, I'm moving on now. And anybody that doesn't move on is a psychopath. I'm sorry, but like focusing on the mistakes of other people in such a way that it just upheaves your entire life is bizarre. Um, And I always think about like, how many times have I seen somebody do some embarrassing shit? And I'm just like, eh. right, whatever. Like I've straight up seen people fall down crossing the street. Hilarious in the moment. And then I get over it. But like, meanwhile, that person is thinking for the rest of their life, like, holy fuck, you remember when I fell down walking across the crosswalk and just being like, you know, because we all do it. Like, we all have shit that we're like, what was I doing? Nobody's thinking about that but you. Mm -hmm. So like, you might as well just put yourself out there. Right. In a team chat at work, I'm like, oh my God, why did I say that? And then (laughs) who else is thinking about it? That's my minuscule. Yeah. It's just you. It's just you. It's just me. Yeah. Exactly. For sure. Wow. That's really awesome. That's such a crazy way to start your like career. One at 16, but two on such a public forum, but, and we'll plug your Ted talk, um, everywhere because it's awesome and even though it is what is it about teenage Nine, me 10 years old now yeah it's still so relevant and so important um and we loved it so we will definitely plug it for you guys to hear as well nice do you have advice it's like an og yeah no it yeah. is oh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. do you have advice for people that either want to start on tiktok or maybe public speaking or like even just a way to like feel better about yourself like just like the level of confidence it takes to do what you've done like how how yeah give advice to someone who's looking to just like feel better in their own skin I I think I go back to like in every very painful stage or phase of life that I've had the most cathartic thing for me has just been talking on the internet and just like I'm very deadpan honest with people. Like there's really maybe two things in my life I feel such shame surrounding that I don't talk about them, but like get a drink in me and I will. Um, But you know, like I go back to like when I, I, so I got diagnosed with epilepsy when I was 19 years old and like, you know, I dropped out of college and it was this like horrible fucking thing that I went through. It was like literally just the worst place I've ever been in my entire life. And I just started writing about it. I just started being like, you know how when people get sick, they try to be like confident, uplifting. Yeah. Like, let me be honest. My life fucking sucks. Like I'm depressed. Things are shit. This is not going the way that I want it to. Like, I don't feel happy about this. I'm pissed off. And I would just write it. And then I would get messages from people and be like, this is really weird. Like haven't talked to you since the third grade, but like, I got diagnosed with, you know, whatever, or or I went through this and like, I just feel so shameful around it. And they're like, and every time you write it, it's just like cathartic because somebody else is being like, yeah, I did it too. And I go to that for everything. Like even sharing my TikToks, like I share 
weird shit on there. Like last week it was me. Like I was like, I went to a strip club, like, and then I went to a business meeting afterwards. And even dance, I did see it. Yeah. Shout out the lap dance. And even people there were like, this is fucking hilarious. And like something I would do, but like, aren't you embarrassed? And I'm like, embarrassed. Who gives a shit? Like who cares? You know? And that's just how I feel about things. Like if I, if I feel something so deeply that I just cannot keep it inside of me and I want to make a post about it, I just do. And like, yeah, yeah, just like whatever. It's not like I'm pro I'm not problematic. Like I'm not getting online and like my ideas aren't shit. Like I'm thinking the same things as everybody else. I'm not a problematic person. I'm not like a mean or malicious person. That's not anything that I make, but I'm just like dead pan honest. And like everybody is going through the same shit as me. I mean, maybe it's a little bit different, right? Your shit's different. You're over in Chicago, like living a completely different life, but like, it's the same shit. And like talking about it, if that can, if, you know, I gained so much happiness in knowing, you know, when somebody will be like, yeah, you're like, your shit just made me feel like it was like worth it. Like that's worth it to me. Like one person is, is worth it to me. The fact that I've gotten millions of views is insane. You know, the fact that I've gotten like a hundred million views on TikTok is crazy. But even if I was getting like no views, but one person was like, yeah, your shit just like made me feel better about my shit. I would be like, that's the point, you know, like that's the point in being human. And I feel like in this world, like it takes a few of us who just don't really give a fuck to kind of put it out there for everybody else and be like, don't worry about your shit. I'll highlight mine. And then you can feel a little bit better about yours and don't even have to share it. That's exa- I feel like that's exactly it. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's what a lot of people who I know um, – I don't know if you would consider yourself an influencer if, like, that's, like, what you're, like, branding yourself like as. technically the word. Like, right? Um, that, like, go online and they and they have these people that they like to follow um, for that reason because it makes them feel a little less alone. It doesn't have to be in, like, the dark times. It could be in, like, the weird things that they like, you know, the the – makeup that they use it's nice to know you have things in common with other people whether you know that person or not yeah it's just like a very human it's a very human experience you know like heartbreak right heartbreak is is different for all of us heartbreak doesn't isn't always like in a breakup right heartbreak for me was getting diagnosed with epilepsy or you know losing your dog or or whatever the whatever it is and you know the the circumstances around heartbreak are always different but the feeling of it is the same. The feeling of heartbreak, the feeling of loneliness, the feeling of anger, all of those feelings are the same regardless of the circumstances. And like the best thing about being human is, is being able to find empathy with, in one another and being like, well, you know, I've never, I've never experienced that, but like I went through this and I know, I know exactly the like just dark shittiness you're feeling, you know, or the shame that you're feeling or, you know, guilt, like, and getting fired, so many people were so mad at me because I didn't, I didn't feel shameful. I didn't, I didn't feel guilty. I didn't feel bad, right? And like people online love to make sure that other people feel bad, especially women. Everybody wants to, everybody wants women to feel bad all the time. Like, fuck you for what you're doing, you know, or, or even Haley Bieber, right? Like, I don't know what's going on in the insides, but people want her to feel bad right now. Not because they genuinely believe that what she's done is wrong, but they just like, we got to always pick somebody, you know, to be like, you need to apologize. And that feeling for me just like, doesn't, it doesn't exist in in times when I know that I've done nothing wrong. You know, I can, I can admit when I've been an asshole and I will, I'll be like, Hey, by the way, sorry, the other day I was complete dick. 
But like getting fired from my job, the only person hurt was me. So why would I feel shame around it? Why would I, why would I carry that on my shoulders? That's so silly. Like I'm not gonna go back and change it. My CPO's not gonna be like, hey, come back, all's forgiven. Bridge is burnt. Like now we gotta build another one, or we gotta like fucking cross the river somehow. You know. So it's just like showing people, like, you don't have to feel shame for being a person. It's it's completely fine. You're good. I love that sentiment. And I do feel like that is what you put out in in your content, which I think is great. Um, like, I know you said this before, and it's just, it's, you told us that you had somebody that said, like, that met you in real life and was like, you are just like you are on the internet. It's like, yeah, that's, and that's honorable because I don't think there's some people that can't say that because they feel they need to put a facade up for their followers or their viewers. And you don't feel like you have to do that. And that shows through one and like this conversation, but two, like what all the things you put out on the internet, which makes it even more relatable than anything else. Yeah. And I think in some ways, like I'm starting to realize that like the person that I am or how I just share like my inner thoughts constantly with the internet without thinking like 318,000 people follow you. You might want to triple check yourself. Is like, I found myself a couple weeks ago being, Oh, like, Brands aren't going to want to work with me. Like, I'm going to have to tone this down. And I had to be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, why did you just say that? You know? And I think, and I think that some people are on the internet because they want to be an influencer and they want to work for brands and they want to do that. And I think that is great and fantastic and fabulous because I have learned there's a lot of money to be made. Like, secure the bag in any way that you can because, you know, money's money. It all spends the same. But for me, I've like let go of that. Like, if, if, fucking, I don't know, DR never wants to send me a PR package or do a, or do a whatever collaboration because I'm not brand safe per their legal team. Like I've like let go of that. Like that's not, that's not the point. So like, I guess like influencer is the word for me because you know, I am getting paid to do collaborations and shit like that. But I also realize at the same time that the videos that I post every day, like me going to a strip club and like posting it, on my TikTok, like brands are going to be like, yeah, well, she's off, you know, she's off the board. Um, but like, I feel, I just feel like there's like a bigger, like a, there's a bigger purpose. I, I have, I have ways to make money in other ways. And like, ultimately I've just kind of chosen to like, I guess be the example for, you know, not really giving a fuck and like living a happy, a happy life anyway. Right. And life isn't a dress rehearsal and you're really saying, fuck it. Let's get after it. Yeah, like we'll be good. Everything's good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I love that. I love this. This conversation has been so fun. Just like listen to your like your full story because I've seen bits and pieces. Um, for those of you guys that don't know, Michelle and I grew up around the same area. So she mentioned she's from Aromas. It's the teeniest town in California. <laughs> so small. <laughs> and, and I grew up right near there. Um, so we've like known known of each other. For a very long time, but actually getting to sit down and talk to you about all the things that I've kind of seen through the background has been awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You've basically like seen it through the Instagram stories, which honestly, like, I think anybody who's been on my Instagram since like 2015, like, you're welcome. Because I know for a fact, it's been <laughs> such an experience. Like oh, my has. Instagram, my Instagram stories are just so people are like, what the fuck is she doing? Like, where is she living? Like somebody the other day was like, I feel like you move like every nine months. And I was like, accurate. Like I'm never doing the same thing twice. Um, so yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. And I went to school with Emily. Like I went to high school with Emily. Um, yes. yeah. So 
yeah, it's been it's 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 been quite the ride, but I'm happy that I've stayed true to my just like shit posting the whole way through. Yeah. There's never been a single era where I did not. <laughs> we love that so much. Absolutely. Staying true to yourself. Um well, we're going to include you in our um ending segment that we always do. We call it a yes. stroll to the bowl. Mike is going to reach over and grab the bowl. It's literally yeah, the most random draw for you. shit that we write on post-its. Um, where you, we're going to read it. It's a question. We don't know what it is. Um, oh, perfect. And then we'll just give you your thoughts. Like, give us your thoughts on whatever it may be. And, like, just hazard who the fuck knows. Yeah, who knows? Whatever. Because they're old, too. Some of them we put in, like, months ago. So we're like, what <laughs> are these? Okay. <laughs> this is like kind of random and not really sometimes they really hit with what we've been talking about this one not as much but it's kind of fun do you believe in love in f- at first sight no <laughs> no <laughs> and I will and I will go into this one this is I, I know we're like coming near the end of our time but I'm gonna go into it because Kevin my sweet Kevin who you know is such kind of a staple on my TikTok now even though people like never see him they hear of him that man, when I tell you, it took me, honestly, a year to like him. <laughs> it was, it was just not like he, and don't get me wrong, like in this situation, possibly I am a ter- like a bitch, but he is the sweetest, kindest, most wonderful human in the entire world who from like very first moment just was like, lived for me. I couldn't stand that man. I remember this is terrible because most girls would be like, are you kidding me? I would die if a man. So Kevin and I had been dating like a couple months and I had moved out of San Francisco at that point. I was living down in Carmel and you know, he knew I loved the city. And so he's like, all right, for your birthday, like I'm going to take you for a weekend in the city. So he like booked a hotel. He was like, you know, come to my apartment. We'll head up to the city together. I show up to his apartment and this man walks out and he is wearing a suit and tie. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And he was making the most romantic, most wonderful gesture in the world. I was like, ick, ick. Immediately. <laughs> Immediate ick. Immediate. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I was like, change. He was like, why? Like, we're, you know, I'm taking you to the city. I'm going to chauffeur you around. I'm like, change your clothes. And, um, <laughs> You know, and that kind of like continued to be one of the like themes of our relationship. I think looking back now, I'm one of those people who like as like just cringe and basic as this is. I like I like hated the thing that I deep down secretly knew was good for me, um, and it was not like. It was not, I was so like on the fence about this man and my friends, I would get them like convinced. They'd be like, dump him. Like you got to dump him. You don't like him. And then they'd meet him and they'd be like, if you dump him, you're stupid. Like you're a big (laughs) idiot. Um, and it, yeah, it took like, it took a while. And like, even so like in relationships also, like it was like, I loved him. I loved him. And then I wanted to like get rid of him. Like, you know, I feel like that's a part of our relationship that like, I'm always open and sharing and that it like has not been easy. You know, it's, it's had its um, times, but like now I'm like every day, I'm like, I cannot live without this man. Like I cannot, I just couldn't, I couldn't. Like I could not, I don't know what the hell I would do with him. I finally have gotten to admittance with people where I'm like, I'm not an independent woman. I'm an independent woman slash I need Kevin. Like Kevin's got to come. 
Um, and so, yeah, like he truly was proof because there have been people in my life that I was like, love at first sight. And they like, one of them fucking dumped me in an airport. So like, you know, yeah, I've literally been broken up in an airport. Kevin would never do that to me. Um, Kevin would would never, (laughs) but Kevin truly is like the epitome of like a guy that was just like, I'm just going to hang on. This bitch is crazy but there's something about her and like it worked it worked we're best pa- we're like best friends in the whole world um so yeah i'm a big like i don't think love at first sight is real cuz if i did i would have dumped kevin and like my life would suck mm-hmm. like my life would be shit uh like almost 5 years ah wow love it yeah find our kevin i know we love to hear it we love kevin yeah we we love kevin like I truly when i other women are talking about their man i'm like Pfft. My Kevin bought me a horse. Did yours do that? Um, so yeah, new horse. I really did win, and I that and that's proof too that you can be like wild online and still find a good man. You know, people have always been like, "What will men think?" I'm like, they fucking love me. Um, you know, Kevin's like the best. Kevin's like the pinnacle of a man that you want your daughter to bring home, and and you know, he he picked me, and he knows he sees everything I post on the internet. He saw the strip club first. Um, I love you for so, you. yeah. So, yeah, he's he's a good guy, and, and yeah. So, truth in that love is love at first sight is not always real. Love right. it so much. Well, Michelle, tell us where we can find you. Plug everything, and we're gonna put all of her information in our bios and everything too, so you guys can go ahead and find her. But let us know where we can find you. I truly need to like standardize my uh, social media handles, but uh, you can find me on. TikTok at Brocast Horse Girl. That's where I'm most active. Uh, I always let people know if they want to like reach me or message me. You can find me on Instagram at the Michelle Cerna. Uh, and if you want to take, you know, see my takes on on startup life and corporate life, I'm on Twitter as Hot Bitch in Tech. So tech. themes all around. Love it. Yeah, they all, they all are so fitting. So I yeah. just love it. That's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Michelle. You've been great. I'm gonna. Yeah. Live like Michelle moving forward. Absolutely. It's our new, mo- <laughs> our new motto, LLM. LLM. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks so much. All right, you guys. Thanks right. for tuning in. We'll catch up with you guys next week. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye.